0: Welcome to the podcast for Calvary Baptist Church, where our pastor is the Reverend Jeffrey N. Brown, Jr. Calvary is located at 2067 North Gettysburg Avenue in Dayton, Ohio. Visit the podcast often for worship services, Bible study, and other opportunities to join us at Calvary, where we love, we care, we share.
1: I don't know about y'all today, but I feel the Holy Ghost in here. I feel him moving all around this place. And I don't see how folk can just sit down and be quiet in the presence of the Lord. I wish I had three or four of you right now who would just stand up and free themselves.
0: And lift up their hands and say, yeah! He's great
1: Does anybody know he's great today? Yeah Hallelujah He's great today. He's great today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's great today. All the hell that you've been through this week, you ought to be able to lift up your voice right now if you can't stand
0: and just say he's yes he's he's great y'all
1: gonna have to excuse me we i don't gotta follow no program today
0: No, program to praise God. He is great!
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sometimes you just need to say hallelujah. Sometimes you need to drop protocol every now and then. And just lift up your voice and say hallelujah. Thank you God. Gospel according to Luke. Gospel according to Luke. Luke chapter number 8, he's just been that good to me. Gospel according to Luke chapter number 8, 18. We're about to go into a season of fasting and praying. Starting midnight, going into Wednesday. We're about to go into a season of fasting and praying. For 21 days we are going to be fasting when I say fasting I I, I literally mean giving up something that has our attention so we can focus ourselves solely on God so we can hear what the Lord is saying to us if you're going to fast for any other reason than that I didn't have to write a sermon on fasting. I just need to, you loosen yourself from something that's distracting you so that all of your attention can go solely on God for 21 days. And I don't know about you, but I believe that God is worth us doing a little suffering for 21 days so we can focus on what god has to say to us is he worth a little suffering i wish i had somebody is he worth a little suffering so we can focus on what he has to say to that that's why we fasted but something more important than the fasting aspect of this fast i want us to vote ourselves into prayer Because I firmly believe that prayer is the key to the change that's going to happen and take place in our lives. Are y'all listening to me today? I really believe that our prayers to God is going to be the key that's going to literally unlock the voice and unlock the change that God has for us in our lives journey with me i want to speak on the subject of prayer today if y'all don't mind luke chapter number 18 beginning with verse number one then jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up he said in a certain town there was a judge who neither feared god nor cared what people thought and there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea grant me justice against my adversary for time for some time he refused but he finally he said to himself even though i don't fear god or care what people think Yet because this widow keeps bothering me (laughs) I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord said listen to what the unjust judge says and I will not and and will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night will he keep putting them off i tell you he will see that they get justice and quickly however when the son of man comes will he find faith on the earth you may be I, I, I want to speak from the subject. I have to keep on praying. Yeah. I, I have to keep on praying. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. neighbor. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. neighbor. You got to keep on, keep on praying. At this time, within our text along the eastern shores of the Transjordan, Jesus was not only just teaching and teaching on a teaching crusade, Jesus was actually beginning to teach his disciples on how to pray. Because in actuality, his disciples began to see Jesus routinely go off to a secluded area and spend some time with God in prayer. And every time Jesus would come back from this secluded area in prayer with God, his disciples had noticed that there was some power in the mind and on the body of Jesus. He had so much power after he had a moment by himself and with God. That began to intrigue the minds of the disciples because they began to want that same particular power that was on the mind and body of Jesus. So Jesus at this time began to teach them literally how to pray. He began to tell them how to pray. He said, when you pray, say, Our Father, which art in heaven, He began to teach them how to pray and he also began to tell them direct parables using metaphors, using illustrations for them to understand the importance of prayer and how prayer can change people's lives. Because in reality, I have to let you know something on today. That prayer is a direct line of communication between you and between God. It's easier to get a word to God than it is to get to the president. I guarantee if somebody in this place on today tried to call 45. You would have to go through so many circuits before you can even, if you even, get to hear from him. But something that I like about prayer, you ain't got to go through nobody. You ain't got to go through no answering service. You don't have to go through no type of employer. All you got to do is get on your knees and close your eyes and say daddy here I am and I need your help prayer is a communication process that literally allows us to talk to God in reality I have to let you know something this is a secret that a lot of Christians don't want to hear about can I tell you this secret about discipleship When you are a disciple, when you are God's chosen, this is the secret. God wants to hear from you. But a lot of times we don't realize that God wants to hear from us because we decide to think of who we actually are. And we think a lot of times that we are unworthy. Of speaking to God or, or we don't want to talk to God because we're ashamed of something. Or sometimes we allow the mismanagement of time to stop us from communing to God and constantly being in communication with him. Am I telling the truth on today? A lot of times we neglect on this particular gift that God gives us. Every morning, every Wednesday morning at 6 a.m., I tell in 8 a.m., I tell the prayer line participants, y'all, this is a privilege. This is a gift that comes straight from God, that we're able to communicate with the person who created everything. Doesn't that tell us something about who God is? Y'all got to understand, God is the one. Who created the earth God is the one who created the skies God is the one who created the land God is the one who created the sea God is the one uh, who created yourself. God is the one uh, who created your job. God is the one uh, who created your child. God is the one uh, who created your busy schedule and your busy life and the creator of all of that wants to talk to you. I like that right there. God wants to be in the communication. Everybody say communication. He wants to be in communication with you. He wants to have some one-on-one time with God. A lot of times we feel like well our prayer might not get up. My prayer don't go up because sometimes I tried it before. I've done all that praying but I just don't seem to get an answer. You can look at me strange, but I guarantee all of us has felt that way at one point of our life. And that is something that stops us from wanting to utilize this gift that God gives us called prayer listen to something about prayer as I go into my introduction before I get into the text you got to understand something about prayer prayer is not something uh, a magical experience that's going to change God's view and opinion and what God is going to do in your life if you look, if you're only praying to God for him to change his mind you're praying for the wrong reason And you don't understand what true prayer and constant communication actually is. Because prayer is actually designed not to change God, but it is designed to change you. Prayer is designed to refocus you. Prayer is designed to refuel you. Prayer is designed to let
0: you know that you are able to talk to somebody who got all power in his hands and that can change your very situation. In other words,
1: prayer is designed to to strengthen you while
0: you're going through what you're going through until he comes back again for us.
1: And here in our text on today, that's what the Lord was trying to tell him. He said, you got to learn how to pray until I come back meaning until the second coming we don't talk about the second coming no more a lot of times in church but you gotta understand something on the day jesus is coming back from us Now, I don't know if he's come back for you because I didn't get a lot of amens on that. But I got to let you know that Jesus uh, is coming back to this place. Uh, Rather you be ready or not.
0: uh, But until he comes back, uh, the Lord was trying to tell us in the text uh, that we must continue to pray.
1: He said, let me help y'all to understand this concept of prayer. Let me help y'all to understand why you should be praying until I come back. He said, let me, get, let, me, let me explain it to you in a way that you'll understand. And See, God, Jesus had to do that to his disciples. He literally had to utilize parables, contrasting parables, contrasting metaphors that would help them to understand what he was trying to tell unto them. He said there was a unjust judge. Now, now I, I, need you, I need you to understand this, this concept when he says an unjust judge. Now, now, when we think of judges, we think of judges in 2019. We think about going to the city county council building, and we think about a judge being in a city county council building, and he didn't care about nobody. He didn't care about nothing but himself. This judge was actually a selfish judge, but there was a different setting when it came to judges because at this time, judges actually had trials outside in tents. They had trials outside in tents, and these tents were movable. So wherever the circuit took the judge, that's where he would do his trials. At. So the judge would be in these tents along with all of these assistants. That helped to carry on the cases for the judge. Are y'all following me right now? Take, I'm trying to take you to the eastern slopes of what was going on at this time of the text. And at this time of the text, there was a judge who literally, you couldn't. he wouldn't help you. You wouldn't get a trial. You wouldn't get anything from this judge unless you paid him off. In other words, you had to come in and set up a bribe for you to get something from this judge. This judge wasn't going to do nothing for you unless you can do something for him and my brothers and my sisters I guarantee there's a lot of people around in this place there's a lot of people around in our community there's a lot of people around in our family who only want to do something for us if we do something for them and I came to let you know something on day if you have that mentality or if you know somebody in your family or in your life that has that mentality it's time for you to get rid of that mess or get rid of them because that is not of God that mentality of if you do so if you scratch my back I'll scratch your back as well and that's that's the type of judge this was he, he was a man who you could only get something done through him if you bribed him so then there was a widow woman now the widow woman had three things that was going on from her there was going on with her that completely put her in a place of where she could get no hope. The first thing, she was a widow. She didn't have a man. And my brothers and my sisters, this was not 2019. Because a lady can survive right now without a man. Barely. But, you know I'm telling the truth. Back then, a lady could not. As a matter of fact, they were ignored. They were the ones that were traumatized. They were the ones that people misused because they didn't have a man that would back them up in their situation. The first thing about it, she was she she was a widow and she didn't have a man. Second thing was second thing was um, um this is the thing right here um um she was dealing with someone who was unjust he didn't care about her situation he didn't care about what was going on in the widow's life he didn't care about that she needed some help in her situation the first thing was she was a widow and she didn't have no help and another the second thing was she was dealing with the unjust judge and finally the last reason why she was in a messed up situation is because she was all by herself. She didn't have no financial backing to bribe off an assistant so that her case could be heard by this unjust judge. This literally this widow was in a bad place in her life. She was in a place where nothing good was going to happen to her. She was in a place where she was not going to get any justice for her situation in right then and there. And at this time, she was down to her last place. She didn't know what else to do. So she decided to go to the judge and ask the judge to help her in her situation. But she didn't stop right there. The Bible said she decided to go to the judge again to ask her to help her in her situation. But that didn't stop right there because the Bible says she decided to go to the judge again to help him, to ask her to help her, ask him to help her in her situation. The judge went on his lunch break. She was there on the lunch break asking the judge to help her. In her situation, Judge tried to go to his car to go home. Sister was at his car, knocking on his door, trying to ask him to help. I wish y'all would get this thing in her situation. Judge pulled up to his house from a long day's work. Guess what? That widow woman was right there at that house, knocking on his door asking him to help her in her situation judge tried to go to the health club running on the treadmill right next to him on the treadmill was that widow woman all up in his business asking him to help
0: her in her situation Uh, she tried to go on a date with his girlfriend he went to the table and sat down the widow woman ran up to the table that he was at uh, asked him to help her while she was in that particular situation i'm just trying to tell you that everywhere that man went
1: this widow woman was right there in other words she wouldn't give up on getting what she needed in her life god told this parable to let us know how important prayer is in all of our situations And if we're
0: going to be prayer warriors, we can't have no give up spirit.
1: We we just got to keep on praying. We got to keep on doing what God wants us to do. And the first reason why we should pray, I'm going to get into this text now. The first reason why we should pray is because you don't have a choice. Look at this. Y'all miss. Don't miss this part. Verse one says, then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that there we go. Listen, that they should always pray and slash not give up. Don't miss this right here. The first reason why we should always pray to God is because we don't have a choice. You either pray or give up you don't have a choice in your life you don't have a choice in your situation Pray, because if you don't pray you ought to wave the white flag of surrender you ought to throw in the towel because all you're doing is saying
0: I'm giving up on my situation in other words you have become a quitter if you don't pray
1: God said listen this is important he said either you pray about your situation Or you just might as well quit. And too many of us are walking around with quitting spirits. Because we don't think about the fact that we got to pray for our situation. We got to pray for our families. We got to pray for our children. We got to pray for our health. We got to pray about our situation.
0: In every area of your life. If you're going to make it. You're going to have to pray.
1: You got to pray unto God. You got to understand something about this thing called prayer. Pray- prayer is able to change your situation. Prayer is able to change you. In other words, God's saying if you want to change in your life, if you want to be set
0: up, if you don't want to keep on losing, then you better learn how to get on your
1: You, you literally have to learn how to pray. You got to learn how to do it because you don't have a choice in the matter. God said either you pray or you don't make it. And that's a message. That's a message for a lot of us in this place on today, because a lot of us have been walking around in nowhere's land, walking around in a place where you don't want to be in, in a place of where you just can't make it. And the reason why you're in that place of not making it in your situation is because you're just not praying. You're not praying for your situation. And if you don't pray for that thing, you might as well just quit. That's a hard word for some people on the day, but it's still true. That's the first reason why we should pray. The second reason why we should pray is because we need to understand that there's power in being consistent. I'm listening to this. persist, Not consistent. Persistent. There's power in being persistent. I'm listening to this. The widow woman, no matter what folk told her, she didn't give up. And going after this unjust judge and asking, obviously, the situation was so hot fire in her life that she didn't have no other choice but to keep going back to that man and asking that man to help her in her situation. And I guarantee I got some folk that are in some hot fire situations that are in a bad place. You ain't got to wear that nasty mask in here. You can be honest at Calvary and say yes Pastor Brown, you're talking to me because I'm in a bad place. I'm in a nasty place. I'm in a place that's about to ruin my life and I need to let you know if you're in a bad
0: place if you're in a situation that you don't think you can handle by yourself you ought to keep going to a man that can help you in your situation and I ain't talking about going to the mayor. I ain't talking about
1: going to no judge. I ain't talking about going to your father here on earth. I'm talking about getting on your knees and calling on the name of the Lord and then get back on your knees and call on the name of the Lord and then get back on your knees and then call on the name of the Lord and then get back back on your knees and then call on the name of the lord
0: I don't care if you get tired he won't get tired of hearing you call his name
1: you gotta learn how to be persistent in your prayers just one little prayer ain't gonna work and you should say well I did pray but I guess I didn't get no answer God, God don't work like that. One little prayer ain't gonna work in your situation. You have to constantly keep on praying. You gotta constantly keep in communication with God. You gotta constantly keep on calling God's name. And that's when things will start
0: to happen in your life. Once you learn how to pray, constantly.
1: For your situation listen to this and then when you pray you, you're not going to you're, you're not going to literally you, you, you're not going to impress God by your words you're not going to impress God by the length of your prayer sometimes can I be sometimes it don't take all that sometimes even if you ain't got 30 minutes you better utilize that time that you have because he don't care about no words he don't care about no language he just wants to hear your voice you just need to learn how to pray and get that thing out lord i'm about to run up on this heifer and please don't make me knock her out or use any words have I had somebody in that situation Lord I'm about to go into this this job
0: and I need my money please don't make me cuss somebody out because I'm y'all better learn how to go to God and pray to him about every situation Lord I'm about to cuss out my kids and my spouse Lord, just stop me right now in a whole month. I wish I had somebody who would just be honest. He don't want all that measure. Just be honest with him and tell God what you need.
1: And you got to be consistent. And then, you don't need no long prayers and dows and. Um, it's good to do that but that ain't impressing god what impresses god is that you go to god In every situation that you have. And that you keep on going to God. In every situation that you have. And that you keep on going to God. In every situation
0: that you have. And that you keep on going to God. In every situation that you have. And you keep on going to God. In every situation. You got to go to God.
1: And be persistent with it it's all right to utilize a break at work to go sit in your car and have a little talk with jesus it's all right to go into the bathroom every now and then and have a little talk with jesus It's alright to just stop what you're doing and have a little talk
0: with Jesus because those little talks with Jesus that you have in your life is able to change your situation.
1: You got to literally be persistent in your prayers and persistent when it comes to your call for him. The widow woman didn't give up. She just kept driving her point until this man got tired to the point where he said, listen, I've had enough of seeing this woman. Let me just help her out because this woman is starting to get on my nerves. Now, that was the mindset of the unjust judge. Now, if the unjust judge could change off of somebody being persistent, if somebody who ain't got no love, if somebody who's corrupt, if somebody who don't care about you is able to change because you've been persistent with them, what do you think a loving God would do? What do you think the creator of all things will do?
0: What do you think the name our God will do in our situation when we are persistent in our call to him? That,
1: that, that, that's the whole moral of this whole story. It's to let us know that if somebody who don't like you is able to help you, Because you're constantly pleading him. You better know without a shadow of a doubt that somebody who loves you. Somebody who protects you. Somebody who got their best interest in your life. Somebody who wants you to succeed. Somebody who ain't jealous of your anointing. Somebody who gave you that anointing. Somebody who brought you out yesterday. If
0: you pray to him, if you are persistent with him, and I plead unto him, I guarantee that somebody will do it even better than that other guy can do it.
1: that's why i want to end it on today i just i just want to let you know that you just got to keep on praying Um, because we serve a god who will hear you and answer all of your prayers i came today to let you know you just got to keep on praying i don't care how bad your situation is just keep on praying to god I don't care how confused you are in life. Just just keep on praying to God. I don't care how lonely you might think you are in life. Just keep on praying to God. Because when you pray to God,
0: when you're constantly in communication with God, that's when things will happen in your life.
1: A couple years ago, I believe it was 2011, there was an earthquake, a massive earthquake in the country of Haiti. This country, this earthquake literally tore up the city of Port au Prince. There was a father who was missing a child. The father was so discouraged, but he said, I'm going to have to go find my child. The child was in school at the time of the earthquake, but the earthquake was so bad that the school literally collapsed. And he believed that his child was in that rubbish. Um, 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 He went to to, to the scene and people was telling him, no, sir, don't don't go over there. But he said, I'm going to do what I got to do. So the first day he went... And he began to dig. And he began to call his son's name. Then nothing happened. The people told him to go home, don't come back. But he came for day number two. He kept on digging by his hands. Calling on his son's name. Nothing happened. They said, listen, stop coming out here. He came back again at day number three. Began to... Up a rubbish and call on his son's name. Didn't nothing happen. People start to dog him out. People said, You need to quit. People said, You're not going to find what you're looking for. Stop looking for your son. He's not there. He came back day number four, still picking up stuff, calling on his son's name. He stayed out to nighttime every day. Went back home, came back, day number five. And all of a sudden, as he began to dig, he began to see and notice that he was beginning to get a clear passageway to the bottom of all that mess that was down there. And as he began to dig, he began to hear something coming from the mess. So he began to call on his son's name even louder. And every time he called on his son's name, his son answered back and said, Here I am, daddy. Please come save me. And he began to dig a little bit more and he got closer to his son but he still wasn't gonna give up because his son needed his help so he began to keep on digging he began to keep on digging and finally he grabbed his son by the hand after five days of being under a building and his son looked at him and said man I didn't know you was ever gonna come get me I didn't think I was ever gonna have no help and his daddy looked at him and said listen Listen to me. I will never give up on you. As long as you keep on calling my name, I'm going to keep on
0: coming towards you. And when I get there, I'm going to pick you up and deliver you. And I wish I had somebody in this place that was just like that little boy in your situation. that'll keep on calling
1: God's name. And when you call on God's name Don't you stop calling on God's name You better keep on calling On God's name And just keep on trying
0: to talk to him Yes Have a little talk with Jesus Tell him about your problems And he will hear your faintest cry And answer you by and by and when you feel a little prayer will turn and, uh, and did you know that a little fire is burning, uh, you'll find it happening. Uh, a- talk with Jesus will make everything alright I ain't gotta tell you no story I ain't gotta sing no hymn to you I could just tell you about my own life when I wanted to give up when I wanted to call it quits I had a, a little talk with Jesus and Jesus shifted my life Jesus changed my life. I wish I had somebody who would just have
1: a little talk with Jesus something about praying to God something about going to God something about knowing that if we're just persistent and consistent with our prayers to him God will bless us and God will answer us hallelujah for the lamb of God